Coming up on Locked On Dodgers, Shohei Otani has twice been scheduled to hit live BP. He has not yet done it. We'll talk about whether that's any cause for concern. Uh, Yoshinobu Yamamoto did throw live BP, and it went really, really well. We'll talk about some of the glowing reviews from his teammates and manager. And the Dodgers signed Justin Wilson, a left-handed reliever, to a minor league contract. We will uh, talk about that and answer an insider question about what the bullpen would look like if the season started today. And that's what's on tap, so let's get Locked On Dodgers. You are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Dodger fans, this is Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks to our everydayers for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Remember, this show is free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. Please subscribe wherever you're watching and listening right now. My name is Jeff Snyder. My co-host is Vince Samperio. Vince and I are both lifelong Dodger fans, just like a lot of you. We've also both spent time covering the Dodgers in the press box and the locker room, so we're not quite insiders, but we bring you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers, join today, and you'll get $150 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. And Vince, it's a special week here at Locked On Dodgers. As I'm sure you know, it's your birthday week. And uh, by the end of this week, Vince will be 33 years old. We started podcasting together when you were 25. Uh, you were just a kid. Your brain haven't, wasn't even fully developed yet, maybe barely fully developed. And uh, now, eight years later, here we are going strong, still talking Dodgers, uh, and doing it more often now. We used to just do it once a week like losers, but now we do it five days a week and uh, have a ton of fun doing it. So uh, happy pre-birthday. Thank you. Yeah, the grizzled, I'm a grizzled veteran now. So uh, yeah, you are. Next yeah. thing you know, you have some gray in that beard, and then you can really be one of us. So. Yeah, one of uh, us. Yeah, I guess I was already thirty. What thirty-eight when we started uh, podcasting together? So you know, uh, you still got a ways to go to catch up to me. But you know, you're a lot closer than that than than you used to be. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, Shohei Otani. I don't know if you heard of him. Dodgers signed him this offseason. Kind of a big star, and. Uh, He's a hitter and a pitcher. He won't be pitching this year. And so, in a way, this spring is maybe a little bit less crazy than a lot of them will be for him going forward in the future. But uh, it st is still pretty crazy because he's coming off of not only a major arm surgery, but also an oblique injury late last season. And so, coming back from a couple injuries, he's taken batting practice on the field and looked great doing it but he hasn't yet faced live pitching and batting practice, even though he's been on the schedule to do it twice. Uh, maybe that's just to get our, get our excitement level up. Um, but Sunday again, for the second time he was on the schedule and then he didn't do it. And the, the explanation, like there's no cause for concern. Uh, he's still taking batting practice. There's no health reason for it. It's simply just a matter of Shohei Otani because of his rehab schedule on the injury plus getting ready to hit, you know, it's kind of weird rehabbing from an arm surgery as a pitcher while also getting ready to play a major league baseball season as a DH. Uh, he's just busy. And and so the, the schedule hasn't worked out for him to take live P BP yet. But I know for me, I, I know they probably didn't intend to do it this way, but the anticipation has been really good for me. I'm really excited to see it when it finally does happen. 
yeah, we weren't expecting him to have batting practice or full batting practice last week. He ended up doing it, you know, has been continued to put on a show in normal, regular batting practice. Uh, and then, you know, the it, it was the B reporters kind of report on what they're given in the morning when they get to Camelback Ranch. And a couple of times Otani's name has been on that and he hasn't done it. And they asked him about it and he said, you know, just not not on my schedule or whatever the wording is. Uh, we did get note that he might not play in the Cactus League opener on Thursday, but should be playing shortly after that. So, again, there's no real issue for concern. But yeah, I mean, it's one of those where we've seen – we haven't seen too much of the of the live BP yet. We've seen a lot of regular batting practice. We've seen a lot of guys throwing their bullpens. You know, we'll talk about Yamamoto in the next segment. But we haven't necessarily seen it. I'm sure when Otani's up, we're going to get that angle of him hitting live BP and you know, whoever he's hitting off of, uh, it, it will all eyes on them and Otani. So it'll be kind of interesting for, for whoever's pitching to him. But yeah, I mean, it, it's exciting. Every new piece of Otani rehab movement, uh, uh, content we get to see, whatever it is, just gets you that much more into it. Like, oh man, I want to see this. I want to see that. I want to see that. And like you said, without even the pitching part added to it, uh, that's what we'll get that excitement. All again next spring when we get to see him pitch for the first time. Yeah, yeah, next spring it'll be Shohei's scheduled to throw live BP, and will he or will, won't he? Uh, but I think the thing we as fans probably need to keep in mind and remember is that Otani's goal has nothing to do with this week, uh, you know, taking live BP or or playing in the first Cactus League game or any of that. Shohei's goal is to be ready to play uh on march 20th or whatever it is when the dodgers play the padres in korea in the first game that actually matters and so everything he's doing is working towards that i do wonder if the dodgers might start putting an asterisk or something uh, on that schedule when shohei does show up on the on the live bp schedule simply uh you know subject to change you know or like the, it does it, say that i think uh, uh i mean one of, the but, big, one of the big guys said that it says that I think at the bottom it says schedule subject to change, but I wonder if they'll start putting some specifically next to Shohei's name, you know, scheduled, but maybe not, you know, um, because it, it does get reported as he's on the schedule and, you know, uh, and, and maybe, like I said, you know, it does build the anticipation and uh, they say no publicity or all publicity is good publicity. No such thing as bad publicity, whatever you want to call it. Um, and so, yeah, it is going to be exciting when it does happen. Uh you, you mentioned the, the first Cactus League games this week. Uh, it's kind of interesting because the Dodgers and Padres were the two first first two teams to report to spring. They're going to be the two teams that are ready to play spring games uh, the earliest, too. And so first couple spring games will be against each other because nobody else is going to be ready to play. So, uh, you know, it, it'll be uh, it'll be fun this week. We'll actually get to watch some Dodger baseball. Uh, it was against the Padres last year that Gavin Lux tore his – ACL. And so, you know, it's Gavin Lux revenge game, maybe, uh, you know, who only time will tell. Yeah. We, I saw that on Instagram this weekend, you might see a former friend of the show. Zach Rex is in Padres camp. Uh, I'm assuming on a minor league deal invite to spring training. So, you know, rooting for him uh, because Padres don't have outfitters. So he'll have a chance to find his way onto that roster. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, we talked about that the other day. The Padres, very few outfielders on their roster, and if you only go with aus- uh, outfielders who are good at hitting, they have even fewer. I think one. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, we're talking about live BP. Shohei hasn't hit it yet, but Yoshinobu Yamamoto did throw live BP this week, and 
glowing reviews from a lot of different people. Basically, everybody who saw it, including uh, at least one guy who saw it up close and personal from the batter's box. So we're going to come back in a second. We're going to talk about Yamamoto's live BP and the comments about that. So thanks for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen, and please keep it Locked On Dodgers. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. We had the NBA All-Star festivities this weekend. And uh, the dunk contest, if you got inspired last year by Mac McClung's victory in the slam dunk contest, you might have put your $5 bet on him just to get your, uh, your bonus bets. And guess what? That would have got you 150 free bucks because Mac McClung won again. And uh, maybe next year you can bet on whether the slam dunk contest will be worth watching at all. And, you know, if you bet no, you might win that one too. But uh, you can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Hey, we're back. We want to thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning, especially our our everydayers. Thank you for being an everydayer. If you're not an everydayer, it's easy to become one. Just watch or listen every weekday morning. And the easy way to do that is to subscribe wherever you're watching or listening right now. In fact, subscribe somewhere to watch and somewhere to listen both, and then you can do both every day. Be a double everydayer. And uh, but either way, it's it's fun to do, and we appreciate you. You can also become a Locked On Dodgers insider by going to joinsubtext.com/slash Locked On Dodgers. It's uh, just a few bucks a month. You can support us financially, but also get text blasts from us when news breaks or when there's rumors and you can text back and forth with us. Ask us questions. We get get back to you. It's a lot of fun texting back and forth with our insiders. Our third segment today is going to be based on a question from an insider over there at subtext. So check that out. And also please check out Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Sports Los Angeles, the two 24-7 streaming channels on YouTube from the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. With that said, uh, the Dodgers did have a lot of live BP again this week, and you know we saw we saw several pitchers throwing live BP, but the one that generated the most buzz was, of course, Yoshinobu Yamamoto, the second biggest free agent signing of the offseason. Uh, he's getting uh, a bigger he has a bigger contract than any starting pitcher in baseball history, despite the fact that he is 25 years old and has never thrown a pitch in the major leagues. But he has no. He has now thrown pitches to major leaguers, and those major leaguers were pretty darn impressed. Freddie Freeman, most of all, he was the most, uh, at least the most quoted in his uh, excitement about Yamamoto. Uh, the, the quick quote that went around on Twitter, uh, he said, uh, "That's some crazy stuff." I'm glad he's on our team. That's command I've never seen. Every pitch is intended in a quadrant. And Freddie went on and said, uh, I went up to him and I said, please say incredible in Japanese. That was incredible. It was just very impressive. The whole package, the calmness to be able to execute when everyone's watching you is very, very impressive. And uh, Freddie Freeman is a pretty darn good hitter, Vince. He's uh, he's won batting titles. He's come close to winning other batting titles. He's a former MVP uh, and just uh, gushing praise. And obviously, I mean, they're teammates. He's going to say nice things about him, but this is above and beyond. Oh yeah. Good stuff. You know, this isn't cliche baseball stuff. This is, this is gushing. Yeah. And you know, realistically what we kind of thought were 
he has a lot of different pitches and he uses it. And I think the impressive part and kind of the part that sets him above other people is the command. You know, he can put it where he wants. And that's kind of what Freddie said, you know, whatever quadrant he wanted it, that's where it was. Whatever pitch it was, that's where he put it. And, you know, to impress Freddie Freeman, obviously he's going to say positive things about anybody that was on that mound, but to go above and beyond to, you know, kind of go up and, and tell him about it. Uh, there was reports that there was a, a little ovation after he threw his his live BP. Like, that, you know, everybody was excited about it. And for him, you know, we talked about him adjusting to the baseball. We talked about him adjusting to the, you know, a new-ish routine, which, you know, could be good for him because he gets to do kind of his own terms and whatever he wants, and, and, that's, and that's great. So I think with all that, you know, all eyes on you type of deal as well, to go out there and just do what you're expected to do, is impressive in itself and then when on top of that the stuff is good enough to impress freddie freeman who's a career 300 hitter i think it you know it just adds to the mystique of this dodger team because like even though we know yamamoto you know we can say everything we want about him we haven't seen him face major league pitching you know we we know glasnow was mentioned hitting 99 sitting 97 uh in his bullpens we don't know if he's going to be able to stay healthy and you know if he whatever the case is like there's a lot of little mystiques here and there but so far, all reports have been positive, and you know it just keeps on building that train of excitement that we already have. Yeah, and in addition to Freeman, uh, the the batters that Yamamoto faced was Mookie Betts, Austin Barnes, Max Muncy, Jason Hayward, and Manuel Margot. And uh, like like you said, Mookie joined in in a in a standing ovation for Yamamoto when he was done. And uh, according to Dodger Insider, he says Freeman's, Muncy's, and How Hayward's words after facing Yamamoto all had a common theme. The pitches were impressive, but the poise in pitching with all the attention on him was special. Um, and, and one of my favorite quotes in this article on Dodger Insider was from Yamamoto himself. He said, it was good for me to have an opportunity to face actual hitters. This is not the best yet. I'm going to keep adjusting what I need, and then it's going to keep getting better. And uh, obviously, like in a way that's that's almost goes without saying that his first live BP of the spring isn't going to be his best stuff. But when everybody else is just gushing about how good he was, I kind of love that he has the confidence to say, I'm going to get better. Yeah. And, uh, you know, realistically, that's how he's going to be or that's how anyone will kind of be. But he knows that he can be better. He knows, you know, I, I think velocity wise, once you get the adrenaline of the game, like that's going to amp up. And as if you can keep, your command and, and control with your velocity going up in the actual game, that's just going to add to it. And, you know, we, I think Glasnow said it when they asked him about how it felt. He struck out somebody, uh, maybe Mookie or somebody, and they kind of asked him about it. And and he said, yeah, we're ahead of hitters right now anyway, so, like, not a big deal. And, you know, pitchers are normally ahead of hitters because hitters need, you know, about 30, 40 at-bats to kind of get their way under. And, and pitchers are realistically throwing the same thing. Now, when hitters are in front of them, they're – you know, a little bit different mentality, but the actual movements and everything is, is kind of the same. It doesn't matter if there's a hitter in there or not. But for Yamoto, like we, you know, we're not entirely sure what his offseason was in terms of him working on everything else, you know, but knowing that he probably had a more intense offseason than normal because he does, you know, will be in a five-man rotation rather than pitching once a week, even though the Dodgers will try to get him that. But uh, I think there's just a lot there. And like I said, we're just with all the eyeballs on them. And I'm, I'm sure, you know, we've seen Japanese media. There's a lot of them. And in Japan, even, you know, I would imagine even more so. So I'm sure he's used to having that eyes. But I think just the pressure, the 300 mil, everything there, even though 
that hasn't been really mentioned at all, but it's still there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Dave Roberts, the manager, he uh, he he felt pretty good about it too after watching it. His quote was was funny. He says, "I'm very confident." that he can be a frontline starter. I think the first thing I see is his ability to command the baseball with his fastball. He could throw to all quadrants. Then you look at the pitch mix, the weapons that he has, fastball, curveball, slider, the split, and to be able to throw those for strikes to get left-handed hitters out, right-handed hitters out. And the last part, he's very intelligent, very curious, and he's going to be prepared and understand how to attack major league hitters. You know, that's probably a little more cliche, you know, uh, along the lines of what you would expect a manager to say about a guy after his first bullpen. But it's also like it's a lot more specific words, you know, it's not just a, Oh yeah, he looked good out there, you know, but like the, the specifics and I mean, the pitch mix seems to really excite Roberts. Uh, when we, you look at, uh, you know, he, he mentioned specifically platoon splits and being able to get guys out from both sides of the plate. That's a huge deal. And he does have the weapons to do that. So all in all, like just, I'm excited to watch him pitch in uh, in real games, you know, in, in a month from now. But even just once he pitches in a spring game, sometime in the next, you assume in the next couple weeks uh, at least, uh, should be a lot of fun to watch him face guys who aren't wearing the same uniform as him and watch him attack them that way. The other part that was mentioned was PitchCom. Uh, they did use PitchCom for the live BP. Will Smith was catching them, I believe, and was calling the pitches which is another like little wrinkle that you don't necessarily think about. I hadn't thought about it at all, really, um, until it was kind of mentioned. And, you know, it's good for him and Will to get on the same page and, and you know, know that, you know, it's it's hard to call pitches for someone, one, you don't necessarily know very well, two, you know, the, some of the, the language difficulties you may have, and then three, with so many pitches to throw, like, you know, what, what do you like to throw one to? What do you like to throw it to? What do you like to do to get ahead in the count? What do you like to do when you're behind the count? Like there's a lot of different things to kind of get into. So, you know, regardless of how this first batting practice went, you know, it's one of those things that you think about like, okay, the first few times through when he does pitch against other hitters, you know, to take it with a grain of salt, but also, you know, if there was clear, clear, clean this time, you know, when it, it shouldn't be too much different once they're trying to actually get guys out. Yeah. Spring training, it's always easy to overreact to good or bad things. And we're going to do our best here to, to not overreact, but also, you know, it's exciting. And so what we are going to react strongly to is the excitement of having our Dodgers back on the field while trying not to overreact to the actual specific results for any individual player and especially win loss record for the team during spring. We're not going to worry about that at all. But the excitement of seeing these guys back on the mound, uh, in the batter's box, all that. Tyler Glasnow threw a lot of BP and was hitting 99, I think. Uh, so not bad for first spring for him. You know, obviously the the stuff has never been the question with, with Glasnow. It's just a question of how many times can he use that stuff in any given season. So, but Glasnow is exciting too. Yeah, specifically on the record part, I think the Angels are back to back Cactus League champions right now. So, uh, yeah, don't worry about that. Well, let's put it this way. Shohei's back-to-back Cactus League <laughs> champions. So let's make it three in a row, Shohei. There you go. Uh, we're going to come back in a minute. We're going to talk about the Dodgers bullpen based on a question from a Locked On Dodgers insider and also a free agent signing the Dodgers made over the weekend. So thanks for making us your first listen, and please keep it Locked On Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. 
Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply, eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Hey, we are back here at Locked On Dodgers. We want to thank you again for making us your first listen. Thanks again to our everydayers. Uh, remember to become a Locked On Dodgers insider at joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Dodgers. It's just a few bucks a month with a free 14-day trial, and it's super fun texting back and forth with us, uh, getting our thoughts on all sorts of Dodger stuff before it hits the podcast and some stuff that never hits the podcast because it's more of a, hey, let's text our insider stuff than let's make an eight-minute segment out of it on a podcast. So a lot of fun over there, so check that out. And be sure to go to Locked On, or no, Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Sports Los Angeles, the two 24-7 streaming channels on YouTube from the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, and with that said, uh, we have a, a question from one of our insiders. Uh, this was, I actually put out a call over there on the insiders a couple weeks ago for some questions. And then the Dodgers ended up, uh, we've got word that day that Clayton Kershaw was coming back to the Dodgers. So that kind of stole our news cycle but we have these questions that we're going to get to periodically. And this one fits in well. Uh, it's from Seth, one of our insiders. And he asked, what would the bullpen look like if the season started tomorrow? And the reason that this one fits in well today, Vince, is because the Dodgers actually made a transaction this weekend that added that bullpen. They signed Justin Wilson, a left-handed reliever who uh, was actually originally drafted by the Dodgers out of high school, but didn't sign, went to college. And he's kind of been a on-again, off-again target for the Dodgers for, for years. I mean, I remember hearing about him when he was on the Tigers and how he was maybe a trade deadline acquisition possibility for the Dodgers. He had never come over until now. Uh, he he had Tommy John surgery in 2022, and then last year he was recovered from Tommy John, was about to come in a game. He's literally warming up in the bullpen. And uh, what was it? A, a, it was a lat. Lat strain, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, something, you know, um, not not the Tommy John, not the elbow injury, but another injury that knocked him out for the rest of that season. And so he hasn't pitched in the big leagues in close to two years. Uh, but when he's pitched throughout his career, he's been pretty good. Yeah, it was just a, to note, minor league deal invites spring training. So, you know, realistically, Probably not, or, or I mean, he's a candidate to be on the opening day roster, but we'll see how far along he is in his, you know, recovery still, I guess, from last year and, you know, how far along he is not having, I mean, he only missed a few days of, of actual camp, but whatever. Either way, yeah, for him, he's been good when he's been able to pitch. Like you mentioned, the Dodgers have been linked to him a couple of times. And, you know, seems like a, a perfect Dodger, right? Has Tommy John check, uh, got hurt, you know, some kind of interesting way check, you know, uh, there are different things to kind of look into, but everyone, not everyone, a lot of people have been clamoring for left-hander, left-hander, the Dodgers need a left-hander. They didn't get anybody on, you know, major league deals. They have Alex Vesia and that's pretty much it after trading Ferguson and Gonzalez this off season. 
And, you know, we talked about how left-hander doesn't necessarily matter too much as long as we have somebody that can get guys out from both sides of the plate. And we talked about who those guys were in Joe Kelly and Ryan Brazier and, and Bruce Argraderall. But to have a guy that does throw left-handed that has had success and is a very, you know, low-risk type of deal that uh, also fits the Dodgers' forte of how they can, how they do things, how they operate and how their bullpen works. So if he's a guy, like I said, if he can be healthy, I think he can help this team for sure at some point down the road if it's not on opening day. Yeah, and you mentioned getting both sides out. And one of the hallmarks of Wilson's career, unlike Alex Vesia, is that he has been effective against right-handers too. He's almost exactly, in fact, he's slightly better against right-handed batters than left-handed batters. He's been good against both sides throughout his career. Uh, obviously that fluctuates from year to year, but overall he's been really good against righties and lefties. And that could be, could give him an advantage. Uh, obviously Vesia has the advantage of already being on the 40 man roster. Uh, and so, you know, like you said, you would guess that Wilson probably starts in triple a, uh, and may, we don't know, uh, we haven't seen details. So we don't know if there's like one of those opt out dates. If I'm not on the roster by a certain date, I can opt out. Uh, but I mean, I, I think back to Brandon Morrow in 2017, Dodgers signed him to a minor league deal. He didn't debut with the team until Memorial Day. Uh, I mean, that's almost two full months into the season. And even and then it, kind of forced by that due date. Yeah, yeah. And that's why he he got put on because he had an opt-out date. And then, boom, he ended up being maybe the most important reliever for the Dodgers that season. I mean, Kenley Jansen was elite that year too. Um, and, yes, we're talking about regular season. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, but, you know uh, – Obviously, it's probably asking too much for Justin Wilson to be this year's uh, Brandon Morrow. But, you know, that that kind of depth in AAA where you've got a guy who is a legitimate big leaguer uh, and, and it probably because he is coming back from injury and everything, it's probably a good enough reason that everybody understands. OK, why don't you start in, in Oklahoma City for us? But then there's going to be injuries. There's going to be, you know, just up and down movement like the Dodgers do and they do still have uh, at least a little bit of room on their 40-man roster because you do still have both Nick Frosso and Clayton Kershaw who can go on the 60-day IL if necessary. Uh, one of those spots will be needed for Daniel Hudson, assuming Hudson uh, gets ready. Uh, you know, Dave Roberts said that Hudson is going to be on the opening day roster if he's ready, uh, and he's not currently on the 40. So that would take one of those spots, but that still leaves you one more spot. So if Justin Wilson earns a spot, and when you look at now that we know – that the Dodgers aren't going to do a true six-man rotation. They are going to have eight guys in the bullpen. And we don't know how many of them will be long reliever types, you know, of the Ryan Yarbrough and Michael Grove type. You know, if both of those guys are in the bullpen, then, well, then we are down to six true relievers. And then you start, you know, there's just so many question marks about the bullpen because Blake Trinan's health, Daniel Hudson's health, J.P. Fireisen's health. Ricky Venasco. What is Ricky Venasco? Like, we, we don't really know. I haven't seen much about him yet this spring. We know the Dodgers signed him to a major league deal, but all that means is that he's on the 40-man roster. It doesn't mean he's going to be in the big leagues, you know, but he was, like, really, really, really good after he came over to the Dodgers in AAA last year. And so, you know, there there's so many potential guys, but also there's so much potential for spots to be available for a guy like Justin Wilson. So uh, kind of intriguing. And, you know, like we talked about a little bit, maybe the, the most intriguing, obviously not the most important storyline of the spring, but the most intriguing because 
we know who's going to be the Dodgers starting DH. We know who's going to play first base and second base and, you know, all pretty much all the positions. There's little question about who's going to play where in the outfield, but we know the names at least. And, you know, we know there, there's questions about the order of the starting rotation, but we have a pretty good grasp on who's going to be in the starting rotation. We have no idea what the bullpen's going to look like, though. Yeah, we know Evan Phillips. We know Bruzar Gratterall. We know Joe Kelly. Those are the three for sure. Ryan Brazier. Ryan Brazier. And then, you know, Roberts mentioned Blake Trinan being on there, Daniel Hudson being on there if they're healthy. And as far as we know, Trinan and Fire Eisen are healthy coming into it 100%. Uh, you know, obviously getting back into game, being able to pitch in games again and everything else is, is a different matter, but they are healthy in terms of their arm. Daniel Hudson's starting a little bit slow, but still should work his way back. So then right there you got six you know, that are kind of for sure or have been mentioned by Roberts. And then that's without Vestia. That's without Benasco. That's without, you know, Yarbrough and Grove, Yarbrough, Grove uh, you know, that's without some of these other guys. Now, Justin Wilson added to that mix of, of guys that are available, but kind of what we've seen and, and what's good for a bullpen, especially with the Dodgers is you don't know year to year who's going to remain good or who's going. And well, health is obviously one thing, but you don't know who's going to remain good. Vesia last year, you know, kind of struggled at the beginning, picked it up for Dan, but still wasn't quite what we had grown accustomed to the year before that. He talked at FanFest just kind of how he did have to adjust to the pitch clock, and it was kind of a thing, you know, him working his way, finding his new timing, everything else, you know, whatever, 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 full year now, full off season. You know, he, he in theory, should be better now if that was one of the reasons that he struggled a little bit last year. But if he does struggle again, you know, he's – could find his way off off the 26-man roster and other people could step up. So there is a lot of questions, but there is a lot of depth and good depth. Like I said, if Justin Wilson and Ricky Vanasco and these guys are in OKC, you know, that means your bullpen up top is pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. And this is, you know, going back to what we talked about last week with the rumors about Kenley Jansen. This is kind of why they don't make a lot of sense because Dodgers aren't really like the question is who among our 13 options is going to be in our eight-man bullpen, not how are we going to find eight relievers, you know? And uh, it's, uh, I, I sometimes sit here and think like Ryan Yarbrough, he still just doesn't fit the Dodgers roster in my mind so much. I wonder if it's a case of the Dodgers kind of waiting to see, okay, wh what team is going to have an injury uh, starter go down with an injury this spring and who will give us a couple prospects for Ryan Yarbrough. Like, um, you know, the Dodgers aren't generally the team who trades a, a veteran for prospects, but a guy like Yarbrough, who's kind of extraneous to their needs could uh, do a lot to help them rebuild their farm system. Uh, if somebody goes down with injury somewhere else in the league. Yeah. They have depth that starter. They have depth that reliever. He is a guy that can fill both of those sides, but also doesn't necessarily scream that he should be on the opening day roster for either of those sides. Yeah. And, and nothing against him. He, he actually pitched pretty well other than his last game or two with like, I know he got lit up in his, uh, last or second yeah, to last game with the Dodgers gave up like nine runs or something. But other than that, his ERA was like just over three, like 3.4, I think with the Dodgers. Uh, but you know, it, it's stuff wise. He doesn't match up with a lot of what the Dodgers can throw out there in the starting rotation. So, uh, that'll be an interesting one to see. But so I guess Seth insider, Seth, uh, the answer to your question, what would the bullpen look like? It's, Oh, uh, but uh, it's going to be fun to watch. And, and that's three names, three names, yeah, four, four. You four. forgot yeah, Ryan Brazier. Yeah. That's twice now you've forgotten Brazier, man. He's never going to come on the podcast. <laughs> um, but you know, I'm excited to see it because I do think the bullpen is going to be pretty good. However, it shakes out.
Yeah. I think that'll do it for us today. You got anything else, Vince? Nothing else. We are in game week now. There's a game on Thursday and Friday and over the weekend. So we get to see these guys actually on our TV playing baseball. First game on Thursday, Vince's birthday on Friday. What a week, my friends. What a time. What a time. What a time. Well, that'll do it for us. Thank you all for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Especially thank you to our everydayers. If you're not an everydayer, please become one by watching and listening every weekday morning. Uh, you can also become a Locked On Dodgers insider. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Dodgers. You can uh, sign up for just a few bucks a month with a 14-day free trial. Uh, you'll get text blasts from us, and you can reply. We'll text back and forth with you one-on-one. It's a lot of fun, so check that out. Also, check out Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Sports Los Angeles, the two 24-7 streaming channels on YouTube from the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Locked On Dodgers. Vince is on Twitter at Vince91. I'm on Twitter at Snydog. Our DMs are open over there. You can also email us, LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com. Or shoot us a voicemail or a text message at 323-863-LOCK-5625. We are here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car or sit on your couch, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one.